0: Well, hey, hey there, happy innovators. How are you all doing today? Are you in the mood for another album description? I hope so, because today I've decided to talk to you a little bit about the PC One Division album. And, uh, you know, the name PC One is really just Pipe Choir One. And the reason that I decided to release this album under the name PC One Was because I really did feel at the time that I had recorded this music that it was really very different from the typical pipe choir sound. Now even though pipe choir has moments when it gets like heavy, it's got drums and singing and it's, you know, high energy sometimes, um, the music that I made for the Division album was really kind of, at least in my opinion, much heavier and kind of like my take on the heavy metal genre, you know, um, taking the approach to an entire album with that in mind, you know, this idea of making a heavy metal album. And I wasn't sure at that time if I really wanted to change the sound of pipe choir so drastically. Okay. But Around the same time, I also released uh, another album called Wilderness by PC One, which was a folk album, you know, uh, acoustic songs, very simple, very stripped down, but yet again, very different from the typical pipe choir sound. So at the time, I thought that it might be a good idea to create this moniker PC One, as a place for me to put albums like the Division album and the Wilderness album and, uh, you know, leave the Pipe Choir sound exactly where it was. Now, what I also have to say, at the time I recorded the music for the Division album, Uh, it was actually an album of transition, like during a transition in my life where I had started the recordings in one location and then about halfway through the album okay I moved to another location and that was a big deal because I was moving from you know a small room very crowded uh, in an apartment building Um, I had to kind of be methodical about when I recorded and you know, uh, had to be considerate of the other people that were around me, well we moved from there to a freestanding house and it was the first freestanding house of my own that I lived in and this was a major change for me because it allowed me for the first time to record music whenever I wanted, as loud as I wanted to. And I can't overstate how much of a difference that made in the recording of this music. I also should say, I felt that at the time, um, I had conquered the drum recording process for Pipe Choir, that I had figured out how I wanted the drums for Pipe Choir to sound And I decided to consciously shift my thinking and my energy to the guitar and and playing the guitar. Um, Because even though I had like a working knowledge of the guitar, like I could play a guitar, play songs, and I could, you know, make interesting sounds with a guitar, I didn't really consider myself a guitar player like in my bones, like in my blood. You know, um, drums were my first instrument, and guitar was like my second or third instrument. So there was still a lot about the guitar that I didn't know. And I wanted to make an album where my focus was this idea of like finding like my sound on the guitar. And I have to say that all these years later, I still really haven't found it. You know, it's still very much something that I am working on every day so it was a big deal for me to be experimenting with the guitar especially heavy guitar okay because if you play guitar which you may or may not but if you do play guitar you probably would agree that when you're playing electric guitar you know through an amplifier like heavy guitar I, I wouldn't say that it's easy, but it's easier to get interesting sounds when you're, you know, riding the lightning. So that's where I was when I decided to start recording the music for this record. You know, I wanted the imagery on this compact disc to reflect the ideas and the sentiment and the feeling behind the music on the Division album, so taking a look at this CD artwork, I can kind of tell that it's, you know, looks like a guy who's making his second CD, which I was, and I felt that it was a good idea to, you know, go with this kind of theme, this motif of metal, you know, Uh, the music was heavy, I wanted the artwork to reflect that, so the... CD artwork is done in this metal, and it has these basic shapes, like this division symbol, uh, you know, stamped into the metal. And uh, you know, I was proud of this artwork when I made it, and I still am. Um, You know, it looks it looks pretty good. You know, mission accomplished. Um, So that's the front cover. When you open it up in the booklet, you'll see on the back side of the booklet there's like a division symbol made with the fleur de Lis, the the french saint symbol um one pointing up one pointing down i thought that was kind of a an interesting idea and kind of like part of the theme of the album you know like i guess good and evil and all that kind of stuff like uh saint's going up and saint's going down you know um I thought that was a clever idea, but that Fleur de Lis is actually from a book that my grandfather had written. It was like a history of my family, and it was a really interesting book. And I remember looking at this book when I was a really little kid, and uh, I just thought that it was kind of a cool idea to bring some of that imagery uh, from that book, you know, this Fleur delise, like into the CD that I was making, you know. Um, and when you open up the booklet, you can kind of just see it's a lot of the same, like an echo of the front cover and everything, very stark, simple metal you know, with embossed, you know, stamped symbols in the metal and, of course, the track list and the uh, liner notes and uh, I guess it's notable on this album that my wife is actually credited with some backing vocals that she did on the final track, track 11 Strobe and we'll get into that in a couple minutes but um, so that's the booklet and then if you look at the compact disc I thought that was funny uh, I used that Fleur de lis again right in the middle of the compact disc and I thought it was a funny idea that if you put this disc into a CD player and you press play, this fleur-de-lis spins around like a dial, and I don't know, at the time I thought it was interesting and funny. And if you take the CD out and you look behind, it's the fleur-de-lis again, you know, stamped into the metal kind of thing, you know, I I, I like that idea. I thought it was suitable for the music on this album and the sentiment of this album. So here we go, the description of the PC-1 Division album. Let's get into the music. The first song, track number one, is Electricity. Electricity with two Cs, so it's really kind of like Electric City. You know, when I was first putting this song together, I remember I wanted to do something similar to a song by a group called wasp they have a song called wild child i love that song and uh i wanted to do something similar to that i wanted to use it as a jumping off point for an idea and i think that's what i was doing here contact is a wonderful thing that's an old lyric man that's from like back in like 1994. I took the lyrics from a song I wrote back then and just shoved them in the beginning of this song you know I remember there was a lady I knew that inspired some of the lyrics for this song she was like a, one of these people that thought she was like a religious or spiritual expert and she was really into telling people what was right and what was wrong and uh it really kind of chapped my ass sometimes you know i mean i loved her and everything she was great but she just kind of pissed me off sometimes And i think i'm kind of singing to her in this song you know if you want to save me come on and see what whatever whatever good energy in this song A lot of electricity. (laughs) The framework of this song was written very quickly. Yeah. Is the writing on the wall born of terror? Is the silent protocol dipped in mirrors? I think that was kind of like a reference to 9-11 and the, the mood of 9-11, what was happening at that time. with The secret movements behind the scenes and that kind of stuff, because that was still very much in the air, you know, politically or whatever, uh, socially. Um, there were a lot of situations where citizens were turning on each other and people were getting in trouble because they said something like, a, like, a, like an opinion or something. They would get in trouble. If you wanna play the song, just turn it on. I think that was me kind of speaking to this idea of inspiration. You know, where the songs come from. Like if you if you want me to do another song, if you want me to do a song, give me one, I'll do it. of good energy in this song a great way to start an album i'm happy with that very happy with this recording you know a lot of the people that like my music and listen to my music like this song it's one of their favorites my brother steve likes this song a lot probably because he's a WASP fan too, and he loves that song too, so he probably hears a little bit of it in there. Oh, mm, those lyrics. You know, I was working on this song for quite some time, and it was great because um, when you sit on a song long enough, you know, and you let it develop naturally, they kind of just write themselves, you know. And this is an example of that. This middle eight section, which is actually more of like a middle sixteen section. Good, good lyrics. Echoing off, you know? tension building. Drums come in, you know, starts so to pick up again. Tension building wind is rising, you know, tension, 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 and then it breaks right here, boom, wide open, bing, bing, bong. those harmonics, oh yeah, a lot of guitar stuff happening right here. If you listen closely, there is a lot of guitar being right now I was on the search for the holy grail of guitar sounds perfect distortion I'm not sure whether I got there or not cuz I'm still very much you know trying to do that now even still on the search whoop awesome Love it. A lot of of special effects stuff done with the guitar. So that was Electricity. This next song is track number two, Radio Rocket. Uh, Again, I mean, let's just listen to the guitars. Just screwing around. Listen to that guitar. This is all guitar stuff, for the most part. Just making up sounds and, you know, anything I can make the guitar do. And This is probably like a composite of them like all stacked on top of each other. It's different sounds that I can make with a guitar. Robot voice, you know, the vocoder. Love that thing. Very rhythmic, you know, very mechanical sounding. I like that idea of it sounding like a machine, an artificial band, you know a robot band? Robots, you know? Is there anything cooler than a robot? These are so damn cool. And you know, it's kind of cool because I remember when I was writing this song, I thought it was um, a cool idea. I was like singing about the technology of the time and how it was changing the the field for you know guys like me like struggling musicians you know the, this idea of the internet and mp3s and all that kind of stuff like um at the time it seems like no one else was really talking about that in a song and like to this day i'm not sure anyone has covered that territory so I thought it was a pretty forward-thinking idea, you know, to talk about that kind of stuff, the, the technology of the time. Yeah, like a, a podcast digital groove. Yeah, zero, 0110, like zero, talking in computer code. Thought that was kind of cool. Good idea. You know. Good riff, good rhythmic guitar playing. Oh yeah, I used a speak and spell to do that. MP3, you know. Brave new world, you know, the world is brave. A little bit of sarcasm, you know, about it. like that fear, that Orwellian, like, fear of technology, you know, kind of a hint of that too, you know, the good and the bad. I like the idea of having the music sounding mechanical, synthetic, unnatural, very, very heavy. Simple though. Rhythmic, heavy, and simple. Radio Rocket. <laughs> the vocoder, you know? I use it so much. I was really happy with my vocals on this song. Right here. Good line. The time is now and the time is right. A rocket taking flight. Robot voices all over the place. High energy, simple, heavy, tight. Listen to that. Wow, great sounds. Not bad. I was really kind of hitting my stride with the music production thing at that time, I think. So that was Radio Rocket. The next song is Division, the title track. And if you listen really close at the beginning here... That was my brother Steve, a recording of him on a cassette tape uh, on our way to a King Diamond concert like back in like 1987 or something, and uh, he had recorded his voice and I have the tape and that's what that is at the very beginning. This song is special not only because it's the title track of the album, but um, this song was the first recording I did in the freestanding house that I moved into. And if you listen closely to my voice here, I'm singing at the top, I mean, the top of my range. I'm like screaming my head off, blowing my voice out because I could, you know, for the first time ever, I was able to sing as loud as I wanted, whenever I wanted. And I didn't have to worry about, you know, somebody hearing me or being embarrassed or crashing and burning with my voice making mistakes and working it out like I was able to enjoy complete autonomy uh, during the recording process and you can hear me you know celebrating that with just how loud I'm singing. I was screaming my head off and I was loving every minute of it. listen to those guitar sounds. Again, exploring the guitar, I was really focused on that for these songs. Nature, in seasons we decide. Anger, you know I'm right. was pretty pissed off and pretty like ready to pull the cork off and just let it rip. And I did. You can hear it in my voice. I am screaming my head off. You know, this one time my wife was listening to this song on her computer, like, and she had her door closed. So it was like through the wall, I could hear this music and I could only hear certain frequencies of it. So I couldn't tell what it was and i opened up her door to see what it was and she was listening to this she was listening to me i was like that's pretty damn cool <laughs> it sounded good you know very creative edits and production here i was proud of this production a lot of stuff going on but more happy that i was able to scream my head on You know, there was a group called Palehead that featured Ian Mackay of Minor Threat and Al Jorgensen of Ministry, and they released an album called Trait, and they had a song on that album called Don't Stand in Line, and that's where I got that line from. I boosted it from Palehead. Man, I had no idea what the future held for that kind of sentiment. You know? Wow. It's one of those things you gotta kinda wonder. I don't know. It's weird. It's, it's weird to hear it now. Like, what up? Like, what is up? One thing is for sure is that these songs have like meaning. I can be proud of that. Like They're not arbitrary, stupid songs about the disco. You know, it's pretty serious stuff. Um, let's see. So that was Division, the title track. This song, The Argument. Oh, jeez. You know, like another one of those kinds of ideas where the rage <laughs> comes out. Like, you know, pop that cork off and just let it rip. I was pissed you know and uh, it was so fun to just let it rip you know cathartic you know uh, listen to this very very tough sounding I can tell by the sound of this music that I was pissed <laughs> I can hear it Yeah, tough music Listen to this uh, lyric in the beginning here. I'm a prodigal son, a zero, and a one. Crazy. Crazy. You know I remember when I was putting the drums together for this song, I was uh, shooting for like a white zombie kind of sound, and I think I got it. I think I, I achieved that. Tough sounding drums. because Rob Zombie's great at that. Ah, the lyrics. Insane no way. The crown of Roses way. Who's right? Who's wrong? It's a never-ending song excellent this guitar work here this those notes you know i'm going the the sliding on the strings like that you know i I definitely get that from kim Thahill from Soundgarden. he does that a lot he's made an art out of that kind of thing and i'm sure there are other guitar players that do similar things like that but Kim Thayhill has really kind of made it an art form, and I do it a lot in my songs, this idea of sliding around on the strings from chord to chord, note to note, you know, not lifting your fingers off the fretboard. And uh, I do it all the time, and it's because of uh, Kim Thayhill from Soundgarden. He does a lot of stuff that I like on the guitar. Ooh, listen to this. Mm, Sounds almost like classical music, doesn't it? Like an orchestra could be playing it. Mm, I like the way that sounds. Emotional, but heavy, you know? Almost pretty, but heavy. Ooh, this note right here. Uh, I was holding it for as long as I could. So that it would fade off like that. I mean, I was like, you know, turning different colors, holding the note, you know, as long as I could. I got it, though. I'm not a natural singer, you know? So, my voice, you know, is like... It is what it is. I do the best I can. I was really kind of hitting my stride with my voice mostly because i was able to be as loud as i wanted to be i didn't have to be inhibited about trying to work out vocal lines and stuff and having other people hear me like if i made a mistake it was like i could do it in private and sound horrible in private you know until i got it right And there was a lot of that for this album it was the first time i was able to do that To sing without being um, embarrassed or worried that someone might hear me, you know, making mistakes and working it out, crashing and burning vocally, you know. So I was proud of that one. Track number four, the argument. Track number five is The Crick, K-R-I-K, kind of like an allusion to my younger days, The crick by my house, you know, from my youth. And, um, you know, I remember um, I was watching The Sopranos, actually, the time I was working on this song. And uh, somebody on the show had said, you know, something about remember when, you know, is the lowest form of conversation. And I had heard that expression before. But I decided that uh, I—that was a good idea, you know—as a jumping-off point for this song, these lyrics, this idea of remember when, you know, being the lowest form of conversation. That's kind of what I'm going for here. I'm talking about maybe like a a composite of different people, different women that I was with or I knew or whatever, and had uh, been intimate with and the regrets that are associated with that, especially as you get older, you know, being with the wrong women, the wrong people, being around the wrong people, you know? Like, what was I thinking? Yeah. Lighting candles, locking doors, you know? Do you remember when... We had this affair, we, when this happened, and you know, do you remember when? A lot of work went into editing this music right here. Little pieces of sound all over the place. All these sounds, all these little beeps and buzzes and you know, all these sounds are all made on the guitar. I was really kind of getting into that this easy drum beat, laid back. Do you remember when you would light my fuse and I would light yours too? Pretty good lyric. Interesting. Do you remember all the, of all the flowing streams of mind? Yeah, diamonds dancing behind our eyes. I stole that line from a group called Last Crack. They have an album called Burning Time. And on that album, he sings somewhere about diamonds dancing behind our eyes. I that was an excellent image you know, and suitable for like what I was talking about you know, with this song. I didn't mind being like evocative of sexual things. Like I wanted to kind of talk about that too. I didn't want to be like a Christian rock band. I'm not into that. Like that's not how I am. Like if you're going to try to be on the path, the right path, you have to know why you don't want something, why you may not want something in your life. It's not enough to just only stick with what you agree with. You should, you should be able to explore even things you don't like or things you don't want. It was the first time I sang about this kind of thing, you know, and you know, hearing it now, it was probably kind of like the precursor to the entire album, uh, The Last Major Sin. Oh, listen to this right here. I'm messing the mix up. The entire mix is being right here. Sounds like it's skipping. Yeah. Listen to this right here. The ending one. That was track number five, The Crick. This is track number six, The Moloko Lie. The Moloko Lie is probably, of all the songs I have, I probably have more versions of this song than any other song I have. I was rewriting this and trying all kinds of things. thought went into these lyrics, saying what, and when I said it, and all that kind of thing. I was really kind of, I was really pleased with the lyrics. It's really kind of like a metaphor, you know, this idea of me, and then the world, and this woman who was the world to me, uh, you know, being consumed by uh, somebody, and like how uh, I was misled, you know? So it's like a metaphor. Maybe. (laughs) She was the world. She was to me. But when you're more more than interested, you see what you want to see. You know, there was a group called Electrofiction. They had an album called Burned and it was a side project for Ian McCullough from Echo and the Bunnymen. Electrofiction. And i uh, love that album and a friend of mine had given me the CD and he told me that it was like the British response to Grunge or Seattle, you know? And he was absolutely right it sounded exactly like that to me but i love the album every song on it and i think with this song i was shooting for that kind of sound like a bluesy kind of thing you know i was happy with that i think the production could be a little bit better but uh i was going for it i was trying and i think i did okay the lyrics are good This is Electrification, totally, right here. I love that band and I love that album. So it was a lot of fun to kind of try to do something like that. You know, this song was used by somebody um, who did like a dance video to this song. And it was pretty awesome. I, I was so shocked to watch that. You know, professional dancers. Dancing to this music. They chose this, you know? That name, the Malako lie, is actually kind of like a strange coincidence, you know, where I mashed these two words together that were symbolic of these people that I knew, these two different groups of people, and mashed these words together, Mole Echo, and I didn't realize that there's like a, <laughs> a demon god called Moloch. And you know, people worship this demon god, and I had no idea that that was the case. I thought I was being clever with mashing these two words together. It was purely a coincidence. And one of those things, I couldn't believe it. You know? <laughs> I realized
1: it.
0: There's some things you can talk about, and some you cannot say. gentlemen don't say certain things right Mm, a lot of work went into this one a lot of guitar you know like I said I was really on the quest you know this guitar thing like, like conquering it you know still haven't listen to that guitar all guitar sounds wobbling back and forth you know Back and forth, left, right, left, right, right to left. Get it? You know, left path, right path. Right? The Malako Lie. I was glad when I was done with it. Finally, it's done. So that was track number six, The Malako Lie. This next one is track number seven, The Dotted Line. Listen to the sound in the very beginning. Listen to this. One of those sounds. I bumped my guitar and made that sound. I liked it. I looped it, put it in the song. I started recording this song in one place, one environment. I powered down. I put it in the car. I drove it to another location. I powered it up and finished the song in my new place to live, my new freestanding house. So this was it. This was the song that marks the transition started in one place and I finished it in another dotted line this one is really kind of like saying to my wife I'm signing on the dotted line with you like we're gonna get married now take it seriously I'm taking it seriously that's an acknowledgement of that I guess of our marriage and like what it means to me I hear your distress call, a beacon for you, like when you are sad or down or whatever, I will be there to pick you up, I will lift you up. My love is your love and your love is mine. Listen to this right here. Making the guitars like wail, groaning. There's a big one coming up right here. Ready? Here we go. Uh, I was just like having so much fun. Listen to this. Jane's Addiction. You know, I hear a lot, a lot of Jane's Addiction in this song. I love Perry Farrell's voice. I'm a huge fan of him and Jane's Addiction. Everything they've done. Especially their later stuff. I need the sun. I need someone. Ah, uh, Drama I need a wife <laughs> Signed on the dotted line My love is your love Your love is mine I deserve so much less Than what I got Truly Truly There's harmony there
1: Love is your love
0: You know, I detuned the top string on my guitar down to C for this song, and uh, it's actually the same chord structure as uh, Love is the Happiest Way, oddly enough. But it's just tuned differently. I was proud of this song, I was. Still am. Still am. Just that guitar, it sounds so muddy to me. That top string being tuned down that low. I think it doesn't sound as good as it could. I think that's why I wanted to redo it. And I tried for the last Major Sin album, and it didn't work out. Now I think I know why. So that was track number seven, the dotted line. Yeah, a little dink These weird guitar sounds, you know, just like little tiny little bumps of the string or little pieces of feedback or I leave them in I keep them I loop them I put them in pretty cool the dotted line the next song is track number eight return to zero this song was inspired by a group called the young gods they have a song called kissing the sun where they start out with this really kind of trippy, intense keyboard thing, and they jump into this heavy thing, and they jump back into the keyboard thing, and they go back into the heavy thing, and it's like this back and forth and back and forth uh, jumping in dynamics. You know, and I think that's what I was shooting for with this song. This song wasn't like rocket science either. You know, it's one of those things that came out probably a little bit better than I thought it did at the time I did it. Oh yeah, double bass drumming. The first song I did for Pipe Choir, with double bass drumming in it. Very different from Pipe Choir. Oh, and these vocals here. Listen. I did two versions of this song, okay? I sang this song twice in different keys and I accidentally left the old vocal in on this version so you're hearing me sing the song twice but in different keys and when you play them together they sound like warped like that. That was a complete accident. A happy accident. That's what that is. I'm singing in two totally different keys being played simultaneously at the exact same time. I did not plan that and uh, I left it in. That's how I get that weird pitch thing happening with my voice on the verses. And I discovered it when I was working on this and I like left it in. It sounded so crazy to me, you know? And it still does. Listen, it's coming up right here. Listen to this. Isn't that weird? Two totally separate keys that I'm singing in, but playing those vocals at the same time. It's pretty weird, man. Pretty weird. You know my wife is so funny, she makes fun of this song all the time. She'll come like into my studio, like doing the robot dance and return to zero. <laughs> She's so funny. I can't listen to this song without thinking of her (laughs) taking the piss right out of it, you know? It's so funny. All you can do is laugh, you know? When you're working on something so hard and taking it so seriously, and the person you love more than anyone else is just (laughs) coming in the room and just taking the piss right out of it. Return to 0 straight skank beat. I love these robot voices. Can never get enough of that. That was track number eight, Return to Zero. The next one is track number nine, Sing to the World. This is like, okay, I want to do a song like the Ramones. Bam. That's what this is. I wanted to do something that was like the Ramones. Here we go, robot voice. One, two, three. Yeah. Yeah punk rock drum beat, but it was kind of cool because I was singing about, you know, the, the famous people of history that, you know, said or did things that are still, like, that said or did things that changed the world, but are still changing everything, even today. So Martin Luther King, Mother Teresa, Gandhi, you know, all these uh, figures from history, You know, they were singing to the world. Like Martin Luther King was singing to the world, this new message, and that's what this is—a celebration of that. The fall of Adam, the fall of Eve—that's where it starts. You know, mankind or whatever. Sing to the world, but this is me trying to do the remotes. that 16th notes on the hi-hat it's so hard to do this drum beat especially for like five minutes without making any errors or any mistakes it's so difficult to do you know like your arms are ready to fall off by the time the song is over those punk rock drummers don't get enough credit for that how hard it is to do this and to do it without making any mistakes you know to do it tight this song came together very quickly if i remember correctly fun basic just rock it was a conscious attempt at doing something like the ramones i love that band and what they stand for what they represent at least as far as I'm concerned, what they represent, and it was a lot of fun to give it a shot. And I remember somebody said, uh, when I first released this song on the internet, one of the comments I got was, this band, Pipe Choir, can do any style of music, and I thought that was pretty cool, you know? Sometimes people say things like that, and it sticks in your mind, you know? thought that was cool still do and still though the song you sing it's a line from walt whitman famous poet one of my favorites it's echoing through history the things that those people the change that they kind of started is still making the world change you know it's still echoing through history interesting thoughts good job Yeah, so that was track number 9, Sing to the World. This next one coming up is track number 10, Microvolt. Yikes. You know, I'm not even sure that this song should be on this album. Honestly. I debated it while I was putting this album together, like whether to omit this song from the track list or not. Because... To me, it just seemed like it was not really up to snuff like with the rest of the music on the record, but um, when I released this song to the public, before it was on this record, um, the crowd response that this song got was much, much better than I thought it would be, and for that reason, in the end, I decided to include it on this record, but... I was at the time really dissatisfied with the production of this idea because it was really like an experiment. And, um, you know, the idea was to have that vocoder robot voice doing the lead vocal on this song. Kind of like a Daft Punk idea. Um, And uh, I just think that it came out. like the vocals and the words that i'm saying are very clever and creative in this robot voice but it's just not loud enough you know but for some reason people love this song and if you listen really closely to this music it's actually the same drum beat from the argument it was like a recycled beat thing, drumbeat idea. Like I said, meant to be just an experiment, but it wound up you know, working out as something that people actually liked. Cool guitar lines. Hammer ons, you know. diddle did diddle diddle You know, there's a part at the end of the song where, and, you know, right before the middle eight section, where the music, like, skips, you know, it stutters. And it was so funny because you could see, like, the the wave files, you know, because wave files, now the music we're listening to right now can be looked at visually in the wave files. And uh, in the session for this song, when I was... You know, breaking this song down—you'll see what I mean. That, 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 those stops, kind of like Daft Punk, I guess. Um, it just was so cool to see the wave files. You know, so much work, very tedious, tedious work. But listen to this—what I'm talking about. That, 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 stop! 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 So that. Isn't that crazy? You should see what that looks like visually. Those waves, you know, the, the music in a computer. It's so funny. So much time It's <laughs> Like tedious, you know. I do a really long one at the end. I'm saying some pretty crazy stuff in these lyrics and you just can't hear it. Maybe it makes people want to dance or something. I don't know. Sometimes it's really about the music, right? It's not so much about the words, maybe. Hammer again. Cool riffs. I'm, I'm proud of the guitars on this song, uh, on this whole album. Really, I think I, I did good. You know, I was pushing myself. I'm really having a lot of fun coming up with ideas like this. That long stopped in that I was talking about earlier. Here, it's coming up right here. Ready? Listen to this. goes for like longer than you'd want it to you know it's like excruciating just keep going ah yeah cool like a machine you know malfunctioning or something i love it love it that was track number 10 microvolt this is track number 11 strobe and oh my gosh strobe you know with this song it's really special Uh, you know i had decided uh that i wanted to sit down and make a song that was going to be really long uh, like 15 minutes or so but it was going to change a lot you know and uh i decided that i would try to make this like the best effort I've, I had ever made with any music I had done. Like I was gonna do whatever I had to do. I was gonna throw every bit of brain power I had at this song idea. If something wasn't perfect, I would not live with it in this mix. Everything was gonna be perfect. Like if I needed to redo the snare drums, you know, I wasn't satisfied with them. I would start from the beginning and do the whole thing. Everything in this mix was the best that I could do, and it took me a really, really long time to make this recording. We got like a little bit of that Pink Floyd vibe, and then I, I remember um, with like the bass guitar, you know, that down, 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 down. I forget which Pink Floyd song it is, something like that. That was a conscious thing taking some pink floyd of course the robot voice again a oh, countdown kind of idea you know now what's cool about this too is i remember specifically that i wanted to do an idea that had two separate rhythms happening at the same time and depending on which one you were like listening to or hearing or latching onto music would take on a completely different rhythm. So you have this idea of a, like a gallop, okay? <inaudible> right? But then you also have this rhythm It's going <inaudible> Hear it? And then depending on which one you hear, which one you are listening to, the music fits, but it's just different. You know, I was proud of that. It was a clever idea, I thought. I'm not sure I had ever heard that done before. Listen to that. Still proud of it. I'm proud of this. I worked so hard. This part here makes me think of um, that band Kraftwerk. You know, they have a song called We Are the Robots, They're an album called uh, The Man Machine, I think it was called. I had just bought that CD when I was working on this. And, um, you know, Microvolt, the song that came before this, was really kind of a run up. Uh, to this song and it kind of got me ready you know into this idea of very tedious detailed editing you know and that's what we're hearing here so much you know thought and care delicately editing everything is perfect making things sound as good as I possibly could Oh yeah it's my wife's voice It might be the first time I used her voice in a song. Mm. Yeah. I forget that it's her sometimes. But it is. She's so funny. She's just like, you know, my wife is so cool about this kind of stuff, you know. bring her into the studio, I'll sit her down in a chair, I'll say, say this, do this, say this, and she just does. (laughs) She doesn't complain, you know, she'll just do the best she can, and she's a good sport, you know. She can take a joke, she can laugh at herself, you know, she's funny. My wife is very funny. She laughs a lot, and she makes me laugh a lot. And it's probably one of the reasons why I love her as much as I do. Why we get along so well is because we're usually laughing even if we're crying <laughs> you know, it's like we're we have that kind of relationship you know the idea for this song the lyrics of this song came from uh, this one time i was in a nightclub waiting for somebody that was going to meet me there and i'm sitting at this table watching all these people on the dance floor dancing to this like techno music you know it's like techno night at this club and i'm waiting for somebody so i'm looking out on the dance floor and i see this one girl she's in the crowd of people underneath like this pin spotlight by herself and she was dancing to the music like it was so awesome to watch like she was just so different than everybody else that was dancing and the way she was dancing it was like she was in ecstasy you know she probably was on ecstasy but it was still like so cool to watch i was like mesmerized by it so much so that i decided to make a 15 minute epic jam you know just based on that visual that idea you know because like as a drummer there's like this connection at least in my opinion there's always like been this connection between drummers and dancers, you know, because like when you're a drummer, in some strange way, you're kind of like always dancing to the music. Sample of my brother, Steve, doing an interview on the radio about that painting he did. Threw it in there. I I had a sample of it. I threw it in there. so much stuff going on this was all done on 16 tracks actually less than 16 probably about 14 tracks dedicated to the music kind of <laughs> impressive i can't believe i did it i can't believe i was able to do it but i i did here's the proof so much work so much time and i was having the time of my life doing it was really challenging you know mentally to make this happen the way you're hearing it you know sections of you know just thought and editing and just so many sections of it you know and that robot voice yeah a weird art trip you know dancing towards salvation dancing towards salvation awesome a lot of heavy guitars in this. At least not until the end. Sounds more like Pipe <laughs> myself. Hmm. She sounds great, doesn't she? It's cool. Cool. Good job. Listen to this. So psychedelic and ambient and kind of like trippy. But that rhythm is going and you can still hear it. Right? Or. Right? Both going simultaneously. Fantastic. Hovering. Invisible. Like poetry.
1: Dance, force, salvation.
0: salvation. Awesome. Listen to this part. This is as quiet as the song gets. Listen to this. So much sound, though, happening right now. Listen. good stuff in here. I considered this at the time to be my masterpiece. It, it very well may be my my masterpiece, even though it was made a long time ago. A lot of really cool stuff. Changes very quickly, too. You know. mm. So mellow. come back a little bit. Starting to pick up a little bit, you know, starting to rise a little. And the drums come back in. Dancing. In towards. Right here, the drums. The tribal drums. It's kind of like lighting the fuse on the bomb, you know. Because this song is about to explode. still soft though, right? But here we go. Ready? Its something's going to explode. One, two, three, four. Boom. Oh, I'm screaming as loud as I can. Get up. Hallelujah. Some of that. Crazy, isn't it? It was so fun to, you know, be recording this and listening to the playback. You know, every day, you know, work on it some more and press play. Mm. is Listen that drum beat. Good level of like intensity you now. Very intense. Dancing all the low. Dancing allow good vocals. Oh yeah. Dancing towards salvation. Dancing towards <laughs> salvation.
1: Dancing for
0: love. Pretty cool. The drums.
1: Dancing
0: salvation. salvation. <laughs> Dancing for oh yeah, Those drum fills. Dancing right here. Boom, 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 boom. Against the rhythm. Boom, 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 boom. boom. It's like slowing down, hitting the brakes. Boom, 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 boom. And it goes... Boom. I oh, so much time and effort. I worked so hard on this, you know. So much work. So much tedious... You know... Detail. no attention to detail so glad i did it so worth it oh listen to this ending it's great and even this section right here you know there's so much going on listen 14 tracks of music that's all i had 14. That's the Division album by PC One. My happy innovators. um, I hope that you, you know, got something out of this album description. I hope that you enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, I I have thought about this album quite a bit. And the idea that if I ever did re-release this album in the future, that I might actually go right ahead and call it Pipe Choir Division but uh, I don't know we'll see what the future holds and uh, anyway so that's it for today my happy innovators Uh, this is Mike Bostwick from Pipe Choir Records signing off and remember folks if you want to keep what you've got you've got to give it away take it easy y'all Well, hey, hey there, all you happy innovators that were kind enough and generous enough with your time to wait to the end of the podcast for some music. And I got something for you that I think you might like today. It's going to be a track that was originally meant to be included on the PC One Division album. It's a song called Trem Tram. And, uh, I decided, you know, at the last minute before releasing this album to omit this track from the album because I really wanted to save it for the future, Uh, do a redo of this song. I thought that the production on this was fairly good, but uh, I thought that I could do it better, and I wanted to save it for the future. But today, right here, right now, I decided to share it with you, you know, as it was supposed to be part of this album, the PC One Division album. So I hope that you enjoy it. Check it out. It's a song called Trem Tram, T-R-E-M dash T-R-A-M. And um, this was recorded around the same time as all the other songs on this PC One Division album. But like I said, decided to omit it. So hopefully you'll enjoy it. Let's check it out. Trem Tram by PC One or Pipe Choir. Check it out.